Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Craft Brewed Sports. I am your co-host, Scott. With me, as always, is my main man, Mike. And this is Craft Brewed Sports. Mike, let's tap this keg of sports knowledge, brah. You pump. I will pour. Let's do it. Uh, all right, man. It's, it's it's another episode, man. I'm pumped. We're another episode, episode number 49. 49. For my favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> the team that lets me down the most. Uh, one away you, from the big five oh how long were you waiting for to say that for this episode i just like, came off the top of my head liar liar uh, all week weeks. long you were like weeks <laughs> <laughs> what am i gonna do with that big moment what am i gonna do oh uh, shit three-day weekend man three-day weekend and memorial day yes weekend. happy memorial day to uh to all of you listeners hope you guys have a, a safe memorial day weekend that you guys are recovering if you're listening to this later on um, Hopefully pumped, this man. finds you well on your <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully you're not all shitty. Hopefully if you like go out to a bar or a brewery or whatever to celebrate that uh, you know you're you're safe and uh, nobody comes up to <laughs> tries your table. to shit your, <laughs> <laughs> tries to steal your shit. So can we talk about how I feel much safer now that we're here? We're back in the in speakeasy. The, in the speakeasy. I feel so much safer now. <laughs> Man, uh, people were people were concerned for you, though. Dude, that was, first of all, that was one of the scariest things I have ever experienced in my life. Like, no joke. That was really? terrifying. You need to get out more. No, because I, I had that fear that, like, all right, this dude's a, like, at any second he could flip and fight me. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was just concerned that it was gonna get over. The, yeah, it was gonna go over that line where things were. He's gonna start knocking shit over or something. Oh, when he knocks shit over? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, like that it was going to actually affect the show. Like he right. was knocking stuff over, but it never got to the point where like he didn't knock our mics over or slap the mic out of our faces or something like that. Like I thought it was gonna get to that point, and I'm like, man, it's just it's gonna mess up the recording altogether. <laughs> like it's bad enough still- he's fucking around on camera, but like I still would have put it out. If there was like, oh yeah, no. If, if if it would have been like effed <laughs> up, we, we still would have been releasing it. But I just thought, oh, this is gonna be awkward. <laughs> I don't know, man. It. I mean, it. Yeah, it would have been. It may have made us a little bit more famous, though. More famous than we already are. That's impossible. <laughs> we the most famous. 
sure. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go with that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, you want to talk about what beer we're drinking this week? Uh, man, we have another bourbon barrel aged <laughs> beer in the house. <laughs> like... Fuck you, summer and yeah. your IPAs. Yeah, and, uh, no, no chill when it comes to us. We just busting out the dark ones, busting out the verbal midgets. We have Bourbon Street Imperial Stout this week, which is aged one hundred percent in bourbon barrels. They want you to know that on the label that it wasn't like uh, we hit ninety two, take it out. No, one hundred percent of the way, bourbon barrel ales. I. Uh, so, full confession: When I went in to uh, pick out the beer for this week, I um, I went to to I went in fully expecting to get an IPA. That was my game plan. Because lately, I'll admit I've been into some IPAs. Like I, I've been a fan of them lately. So I was uh, I was definitely going in to pick up an IPA, and I was going to get a little something for myself too. And I ended up with this for the show, and then got myself some Nutcase Porter from Listerman. So I went. I feel like you completely won completely the opposite <laughs> direction. We won because we didn't get another IPA. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you won because you walked out with some Nutcase Porter, which is fantastic. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't see any problem. <laughs> uh, are you? So you're just. Do you think if you drank more IPAs, you'd be more on board with them? Well, or I mean, are you just we've completely. Out? I've talked about it when we've had IPAs. It's like. The more we've experienced them, the more I enjoy them. I feel yeah. like every time we have another IPA, I'm more open to it. And we go into it's just the idea, like that. There's a chance when we go into it that of all the types of beers, that I'm still going to be like, uh, it's the most likely that I'm going to can it if right. we're being <laughs> honest. Like, <laughs> that's that's my thing. Yeah, I get you. I understand. That's why I'm trying to like get us more into IPAs because I think if we can drink more of them, we're going to be more IPA fans. But when it comes to a man, I got to go tried and true method and bourbon barrel aged beer is can't go wrong with where it cannot go wrong with bourbon barrel. aged. Not only that. So this is, this is by Abita and uh, I don't know if you, Abita, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that popped up. I don't don't know either, but, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but if you've ever had a, a bourbon barrel, or uh, an Abita before. They're known for uh, Purple Haze. Have you ever had that one? Uh, I've heard of it. Never had it. It's super good. Is it? Yeah. So they're from, uh, I want to say they're New Orleans Brewery. And they make some delicious shit. Like yeah. all of their, I've not had a beer from them that, that wasn't good. And uh, first tastings on this one. Solid. Really good. Uh, really, really fucking good. Um, we'll see how it holds up. Oh, will we? <laughs> We never do that. I, I don't think there's been a time on this show where we're like, man, we're going to see if this beer holds up. This might be a show first. <laughs> but for real, like, okay, so this, never mind. I'll wait. I'll hold on to that. <laughs> okay. Well, a little bit later. Good idea. <laughs> I, I was going to get into some analysis of the beer itself, but nah, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> so far, it's good. <laughs> It is. It's got it's got a really good flavor. It's not overly boozy. That's all I was gonna say. Yes. It's not like no super. You, when you think aged a hundred percent in bourbon barrels, you think boozy. It's gonna be boozy, and it's not. It's and not it, it is ten percent, which is another reason yeah. you think it might be boozy. Not so much. I love ten percent beers. Ten percent. I think we discussed this. I think it's the sweet spot. If you go over ten, 
you're 100% going to taste something that is just like, all right, it feels like I'm taking a shot in a beer every time. It's, it's, <laughs> it, like, it gets too much. Like, the 12 percenters, like, I, that's, that's where I really start to taste it. Anything under, not that it's bad, but, I mean, you know, you might as well, you're getting your real bang for your buck, I think, right at 10. Yeah. 10% is 10% the percent sweet is, spot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I will say, the other, so the other day I had, I, I re, got reacquainted with some thick mint, had a thick mint, and, oh, and remember, that was 10%. Yeah. But I also had the uh, Southern Tier, shout out to my, my buddy Dwayne, who had gone to the actual Southern Tier brewery and brought back a bunch of, uh, you know, 12-ounce bottles, and he knew that I loved thick mint, and I hadn't tried the uh, Imperial Chocolate. And I had the Imperial Chocolate before I had the thick mint, and it was it was a noticeable difference. Like, yeah. It, it, I, essentially, they're the same exact beer, but the one has the mint to give it the you know obviously right. the thick mint theme. And they're both ten percent. Both have the chocolate, but it tasted so much more like booze heavy on the the just the chocolate. The mint, yeah, muted it, and it's like perfect. Like, That's I awesome. I wasn't as big of a fan of the just the straight chocolate as I was as obviously as we the you know we yeah. experienced on the show the thick mint. They've been some good shit. So good. Tyson asked, uh, isn't pumpkin close to 10%? Yes. Pumpkin it is, is eight, eight, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's another one. Absolutely. That I, and that's the other thing. I think as you get boozier beers or heavier beers, like that flavor helps to cut it a little bit. Yeah. Like that's what covers up that. Well, in, in the case of pumpkin, flavor. I think all the spices and that. Yeah. That, they that hide, you, you, they hide the booze. you don't taste the booze in that one at Almost at all, right? Like I, for it being eight percent, because some eight percent beers, again, if there's not much flavor, it can they can be a little bit heavy on the booze side too. But it's all about what you have ingredients wise to kind of tone it down. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to Corey. Corey is uh, is watching on Facebook. Wanted to let us know that the 2017 Super Tecmo Bowl satellite champ is watching. Corey was in a Tecmo Bowl satellite Say tournament what yeah up near dayton and won the, the tournament uh <laughs> you know it's even better ovation for that you know it's even better i don't even I think like he that. was the raiders i think he played it straight up like what? that i feel like that's got to be a rule if you're gonna be in like, a tournament yeah well i feel like that they should just immediately eliminate it's like this tournament features everybody except for bo jackson any yeah, other you team. Can't, you can't. If you're in a Tech Mobile tournament, that's like the number one rule. That was right. always the rule growing up was like, you can't be the Raiders. Uh, no, uh, the rule growing up for us and our heyday is you ain't being Mike Vick. <laughs> uh, you, you, can, you can be any team but Atlanta. Mike Vick's cheating. He was, he was our Bo Jackson. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, Corey, you corrected it. It was in Fairfield. It wasn't near Dayton. Sorry, man. Good. Nobody that's... wants to be near Dayton if they don't have to be. <laughs> I admire him for correcting that shit. Like, don't put me anywhere near that fucking city if I don't if I wasn't there. Shit. I'd be like, yeah, I was in Dayton. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 I was in Fairfield. Fairfield. <laughs> Let's hit up Upper Deck. As always, Upper Deck brought to you by Audible.com. Fans of Craft Root Sports can get a free 30-day trial membership to Audible, complete with a free audiobook download. Even if you cancel that membership within 30 days, you still get to keep the audiobook. And to keep Get your free audiobook and test out the Audible service. Go to audibletrial.com slash craftrootsports. That's audibletrial.com slash craftrootsports. Blah, blah. <laughs> or just go to our website, craftrootsports.com. <laughs> That's craftrootsports.com. And click on the Audible Trial link up at the top in the menu bar. How many BLs in blah? blah, blah? I don't know. Ch- type it in and see when it comes up. <laughs> All right, first story for you in Upper Deck this week. So everybody in Nashville and 
kind of across the country. They're all aboard this Predators bandwagon. Scott Kaiser is. Yeah. Well, Ever since been, the end of that first round. You, go, Patrick. You've been on the Predators bandwagon since you fucked up P.K. Subban's name. Yep. That's when More you, or less. That's when you jumped on that bandwagon. But um, I did pick against them in the first round. <laughs> you did. That's true. Um, but this uh, the, the bandwagon also includes members of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we've seen, like, people from country music stars to other pro athletes and now Marcus Mariota's been all yes, front and center all up on the glass during these games Ooh, so. even Eddie George yeah. former Tennessee Titan was, wow. was out there he's, yeah <laughs> I mean I guess Eddie doesn't have anything else better to do it seemed like he's hanging out at Ohio State most of the time with his steakhouse but yeah he's got his apparently he's still he's down there repping <laughs> Tennessee for this well a few players were on hand for the game six matchup with the Ducks the ones that the Predators won to close out the series and that included offensive lineman Taylor Lewin uh, the Titans players could be seen chugging tall boys in their seats to fire up the crowd which was fucking awesome to see like it was Mariota being like a normal dude and then all these gigantic offensive, offensive linemen, linemen around him just <laughs> chugging tall boys uh, it was <laughs> fucking fantastic uh, but Lewin took part in one of the weirder pregame traditions that we've ever heard of on the show and he threw a catfish onto the ice in Nashville because why not I uh, that's one of their things. Yeah, it's uh, apparently this it's is something they've shtick. been doing since like 2003, and everybody gets all fired up, and the Predators are like, we don't really like this, but fuck it, whatever. Well, that we'll just- <laughs> what are you going to do to stop it? Right. It's just like the octopuses in Detroit. <laughs> I mean, you can tell people don't do it, and then you're still going to be cleaning up octopus. <laughs> this goes back to our the story about Tom Brady and, and people throwing the dildo at him. How do you bring a catfish into the Right stadium? down your pants. <laughs> like, the one dude that they... Hope the whiskers don't cut me. <laughs> the one dude earlier in the playoffs that they interviewed, he had a 20-pound catfish. That's fucking huge. He wrapped it in cellophane and then taped it to his stomach and then wore, like, a hoodie and then a jersey over top of it. Nobody questioned a man walking in a jersey and... And a hoodie in... <laughs> well, no, I meant to say... I guess I meant to say the, the hoodie, not the jersey. Obviously, oh, nobody yeah, yeah. questioned that. But right. yeah, the hoodie. It's like... Sir, <laughs> it's almost summer. <laughs> it's not well, we, cold enough here in Nashville. Cold weather. Not cold enough here in Nashville to be wearing that hoodie. What the what the fuck, bro? You well, hiding the catfish underneath there? <laughs> uh, we're gonna send you over to the catfish pat down lane. <laughs> anyway, so that's not the story. The story isn't that Lewin threw the catfish. The story is that later it was reported that. He had an injury to his finger. Uh, apparently, Charlie bit his was, finger. Yeah, there was a cut on his finger, so the Titans had to release this injury report that he, uh, he had cut his finger. The rumor started circulating that he had cut his finger on the catfish while throwing it out on the ice. But this week, Lewin set the record straight by letting everyone know he did not cut his finger on the catfish. He cut his finger on a beer can. <laughs> Much more noble, because no, I, I wouldn't want anybody to know. I did not. It wasn't the fish. Beer can got me, bro. <laughs> How the fuck do you like? First of all, what are you doing that you cut your finger on the beer can? Like you must have really squeezed that bad boy tight, because tight. I mean, you had to like. I, I picture this dude is just some frat boy that like tried to break open a bottle or a can of beer, smash like, it on I'm his a, forehead. All right, I'm gonna throw this catfish yeah. and then I'm gonna rip this can in half. Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers! <laughs> um, Woo, yeah, go so Prince! <laughs> he got injured, not throwing a catfish, but somehow cutting his finger on a beer. Is he gonna can. keep him out of OTAs? Is the question mark? Sure, why not? Who cares? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to make it in. I cut my hand off here. 
Look, there's only one guy that matters for OTAs, and that's Mitch Trubisky. And Tyson's on Facebook Live, so I'm waiting for the Mitch Trubisky update to see he how does, he's doing. He does need to give us our weekly Mitchell Trubisky update. Tyson chimed in, though. He said that some people snuck dead ducks into games and threw those on the ice. Oh, that's more, that's almost up there with the rats. I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, that, that rat story was weird. But, I mean, the catfish wasn't live. Like, it's a dead catfish. So that would be awkward if you taped a live catfish. <laughs> right, to, like, just wriggling just <laughs> Totally coming in normal. So I didn't. Don't mind my midsection. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Alien? That's what's going on <laughs> yeah. here. Just let me in. I ate some bad <laughs> Chinese food. I'm ready to watch this game, though. Uh, there you Sir, go. Sir, do you have a catfish tied around you? <laughs> no. no. Fuck my life. <laughs> That's a solid first story. That's that a really is. Solid I like that story. one. <laughs> Well, speaking of the NFL, since we were talking about all these NFL players doing dumb shit, they're trying to uh, loosen up the purse strings and stop being such tight asses. Uh, They decided this week that they're going to do something right, even though it feels like they're doing something stupid. They're trying to get patted on the back for cutting back on their, their regulations from... Saying people couldn't celebrate. Yeah. They want us to celebrate the fact that they're like, hey, <laughs> look at us. We're not the No Fun League. You can do celebrations. You can do celebrations. Uh, just some of them, not all of them. We've got provisions in Right, there. yeah. And you can do this, but they brought, they, even though they're like, yeah, you can do celebrations, hold up. We still got <laughs> rules on them. So they relaxed the rules on the touchdown yes. celebrations. And so this coming season's players will be able to use the ball as a prop, celebrate on the ground, and perform group demonstrations without worrying about the 15-yard penalty or any type of fine that would come from it. But and then, of course, here's where the NFL NFL did. <laughs> because... The NFL sent out emails and, and text messages and everything, and Roger Goodell's basically like, hey, look, look, we're bringing back the part of the game that you actually liked, <laughs> something that we took away for no real good reason, just to be legislating. Here's an email about it. But wh- why Why the fuck were we getting why, emails? Yeah. Why does like, Roger Goodell like, all right, send this out to everybody on the NFL mailing list? Everybody. Everybody needs to The know. world. We're getting this out right now. Uh, concussions, don't talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that they could dance. Right. And also featured in this email, three gifts of the types <laughs> of celebrations that uh, you're allowed to do. Also to be noted, most importantly in this, this is the most po- talked about point this week, was still no twerking. Yes. Zero pumps allowed. Yes. In the, <laughs> Sorry. In the NFL rules. Sorry. Like you still, if, if you pump, <laughs> you will still get a flag and a call on Monday, letter in your mailbox that has a good old fine, which is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So dumb. Like, either, this, this is one of those things, like, either do, have celebrations or don't. Don't don't yeah. half step it with well, this bullshit. So it's not just the, the twerking, the, uh, the, Celebrations that'll still draw a flag include, quote, prolonged acts. Which, okay, I'm actually fine with that. Because I want celebrations, but they need to be quick and they need to not, like, uh, there's enough drawn out things in fucking football. The the game's already three hours. I don't need long celebrations. But then again, when you just say prolonged acts and leave it at that, yeah, it's a I know. Call now. I, well, like, and I know anytime is the, there's a ref sitting there with the stopwatch, right. like, oh, well, 15 seconds. Right. Too long. Yeah, what's prolonged? Is, right. You know, if is it an old white guy ref that's just like, that's enough. 
I didn't do anything. Yeah, I, I knew what you were thinking of doing. <laughs> Flag. You look like you weren't done. <laughs> you also can't do anything of a sexual nature, which yes. is where the pumps come yeah, in. Yeah, no twerking. Uh, no offensive gestures, so you can't give the finger, I guess. Can't which, throat mm-hmm. slash. Yeah, and no miming weapons, which goes back to which is weird. The bow and arrow, yes, and the, the bow sword. and arrow flag from uh, from last year, doing the little was it sword the thing. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand like really how that's bad. You know what sucks about though that though because one of my favorite touchdown celebrations is when they act like the ball. So you're allowed to use the ball as a prop, but they but, act like the ball's a timing gun. No, when they act like the ball's a grenade and you throw it up, and when it hits, everybody oh, falls. Yeah, now that's a weapon. So how does that? You're using the ball as a prop, I'd but like, it's a weapon. It was a water balloon, sir. <laughs> we all got sprayed. We all fell down. Come on, man. Water balloons aren't weapons. They were in my neighborhood. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> 15 yards. <laughs> uh, so on one hand, I, th- I think that's cool. On, on the other hand, Roger, don't send me fucking emails, man. More importantly, Marvin Lewis. Oh, children, dude. children of the world. He's concerned. Fucking He's concerned Marvin about the, the future and came out this week and said, you know, this sets a bad example. The, the, the guys coming into the league, they, they really shouldn't see this dancing. The guy that Think drafted Joe, okay. Joe Mixon. Yes, the guy exactly. That ha- employs Pac-Man Jones. Yes. The guy that has had He's just worried a, about a locker, dancing. Uh, an entire 53-man squad full of knuckleheads and his time with the Bengals. Is worried about the precedent that this sets with the young guys coming in. And I dancing. don't as I if they've don't. never seen anybody dancing at any <laughs> level of sports ever. They what? Have, like, what the hell did that guy just do? Oh my god! You know what? I'm gonna go rob a bank after the game. I saw a dude dancing. <laughs> Fuck is, it, my future's is, done. Why is Marvin Lewis the the guy from Footloose? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't dance. You realize what that would do to you. Unreal, man. Yes, fuck you, Marvin Lewis, for that bullshit. What a ridiculous comment. Seriously, he's he defends Vontez Perfect on a weekly basis. So you can headhunt. That's totally cool. But you can't get up and give high fives, I guess. Like he wants you to get up and like shake somebody's hand. Marvin, this is a losing battle, man. Stupid. Cut the shit. Stupid, Marvin. How about you just win a fucking playoff game? <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Let's go into some baseball uh, since really for the next week, that's pretty much all we got. Is, the oh, next we got Monday. Week. No, that's Stanley Cup starts Monday. Oh. I'm thinking there was more you, of a uh, okay, I was, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I was thinking already as far as like future getting into that point where Ooh, when basketball yeah, and hockey be... are done and all we have is baseball Sorry, we talk. got some plans for June. <laughs> Locked and loaded. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so the Cubs, um, this actually, so I'm not a big Cubs fan, but I did like this story because I thought this was kind of cool. So the Cubs are known to dress up in a theme for road trips. Uh, Joe Madden, it's like his way to get the team camaraderie going or whatever uh this week they did it for the first time this year for their west coast road trip uh which includes a series in san diego joe madden took the opportunity (laughs) he took the opportunity to have the team dress up in an anchorman theme love it so they had kyle schwarber and john lackey dressed up like champ kind the cubs strength and conditioning coach dressed up like ron burgundy but specifically from the pool scene not so like just the speedo or the uh, speedo, speedo and the, the orange robe. and the orange robe okay. yeah. um, <laughs> i was going to say I was like that's awkward yeah. <laughs> just a 
Speedo. Just the just dude rocking a Speedo. Speedo. <laughs> uh, some guys just rocked like a 70s outfit and wigs. But the guy who stole the show didn't really follow the theme, but it was still pretty fucking awesome to see. And that was Chris Bryant. the best player on the team. Go figure. Yep. <laughs> Chris Bryant was like, yeah, Anchorman's cool, but I've been having this suit tailor-made for a while, so I'm going to wear this. <laughs> and Chris Bryant came out in a custom-made all-white suit that had Cubs logos all over the jacket and pants. On the back, it was made to look like the back of his jersey. So it said his name, Bryant, his number on it, and that was his suit that he wore. How much did he pay for this? Was it at least a 70s style suit? Not really. It was just white. So I just sent him home for breaking team rules. (laughs) (laughs) You're staying home. You're not going on this road trip. You had one job. You couldn't listen. Man's like, all you had to do was just throw a fucking wig on. All right. you had to do was wear an Afro wig, and we would have been like, ah, 70s, that's cool. Right. <laughs> just throw some fake chops on, some fake burns, <laughs> keep it moving. No. Yeah. He, uh, Chris Bryant was that guy. He was, I mean, I guess if you've got the opportunity to flaunt this custom-made suit, you got to take the first chance you get. Sure. I, the suit was badass. Was it? it I have to go look at it. It's pretty sweet. If you haven't, I seen saw the it, picture of Schwarberg, and I thought it looked he looked great as champion. Yeah, he, dude, he looked dead he on. He looked dead it on. Was it was crazy. Good. I did not see the. the oh, whammy. Suit, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a really lame laugh. I appreciate it, man. It makes me feel good. So thank you. It was genuine. <laughs> Moving on. Good God. All right. So uh, Magic Johnson thinks that everyone's favorite TV dad these days, that being LeVar Ball, of course, is just like everyone's favorite TV mom, that being Chris Jenner, of course. What? Johnson says that eh, it's not a bad thing that they're similar. In an interview on ESPN Radio earlier this week, Johnson said, quote, uh, the Kardashians, we don't say that the mom was bad. She made them a lot of money, right? She bragged on her daughters, and I think that's the same thing here. He's saying, hey, my son is great. There's nothing bad about that. We're not looking at LeVar being a problem. If we're blessed with the opportunity to draft Lonzo, we being, of course, the Lakers in this situation. Um, what? The only problem is that uh, magic. We did talk shit about Chris Jenner. A lot. A lot. A lot. They, they still talk shit about Chris In Jenner. In fact, I think the only reason that we're not paying attention to the Kardashians currently is because of LeVar Ball. <laughs> like, <laughs> the Kardashians probably called him up and were like, thanks. We've, we've been taking a lot of heat over the last decade plus, but you're at least taking 15 minutes off of our back. We appreciate Does that. Does this mean LeVar's going to be like, listen, Lonzo, you got to take one for the team. You're going to have to take a load to the face. Because it works for the Kardashians. <laughs> so. He takes one every day. It's called his dad. <laughs> his dad is one big load to the face. I know Lonzo seems like he's very <laughs> indifferent to the whole thing, but little does he know, every time his dad opens up his mouth, it's a load to his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's a. I don't even know but where yeah, to go the, from there. The other part of this is that, I mean, the Kardashians weren't like, there, there was no pressure on them to do anything. They're just yeah. there. They're just existing. There was nothing that they had going on. Oh they par- actually parlayed all of their dumb shitness into other fake dumb shit. Right. So it wasn't like with LeVar where he's saying all these things and being a total ass clown and in your face about it. And it's fine that he thinks his son's great, but... His son is the one who has to cash all the checks. The difference was so, Chris Jenner. Yes, people did, and people 
did hate on her. I think they coined the term momager because of her, because she was like right. psycho. I think she called herself that, too. She might have, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, I just gave her credit for, for right. something. Shit. Totally That's Anyways. the thing, though. I'm actually giving her credit. Well, but so she didn't... Yes, she bragged about her girls, but it was all behind closed doors. Like, she played the role of manager and wasn't, like, out front. She wasn't their publicist. Right. She was their manager. She was getting them gigs, getting them ridiculous shit for showing up at Tao in Las Vegas or whatever. Like, she fucking... She she was annoying, don't get me wrong, because you could tell my wife watched that show, and she was like, I'm the fourth sister. I'm cool, too. And they were like, get the fuck out of here, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, come on, I do things, I'm fun. And they're like, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, you but she, Jay, allegedly. She, <laughs> but she wasn't like out on radio shows talking shit about other people to try to like talk up her daughter. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It was a different type of situation. That's not the same. I like, know I way know. too much about Chris Jenner. That's all I'm saying in this. You really do. <laughs> way more than I ever thought that when this story came up. Congratulations to you. <laughs> Kardashians need to give you a call, and maybe you can be their new publicist. No, but I anyway... I can't fill Chris's shoes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what this basically boils down to is that it couldn't be more transparent that the Lakers, given the opportunity, are totally going to draft Lonzo. Like, in a second. They're not even like pretending. There's no transparency here at all like yeah lavar you're awesome man we love you <laughs> brah like everybody else, brand we'll, we'll 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 do our jerseys in them everybody else is like doing the slow step away like, right well, i don't know about the lakers are putting the lakers up, like hey man all ass in <laughs> they're all the fucking way in <laughs> not just dipping a toe they're just boom we're in here <laughs> balls in our face we want them uh, just like Kim Kardashian. Anyways, Woo! all the way back around. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, so I want to know if anybody out there wants to start a GoFundMe account for my man Scott here. Please because do because this week, because I got kids and. The GoFundMe is going to be specifically for this purpose. This oh. week, SCP Auctions is putting a pair of shoes up on the auction block. I need shoes. These aren't just any uh, any kicks, though, man. What? These are Michael Jordan's game-worn I want them. and signed Converse sneakers from the 1984 Olympics. And little did you know, if you logged into Facebook Live while this was going on, you actually are already obligated to put in money for this Kickstarter. Yep. So good Sorry. for you. Sorry, everybody that's watching. Um, this, so 1984 Olympics, that was the last time that a group of amateurs won gold for uh, all the, for the U.S. Quotes. I mean, they, no, because they when you rattle off this, sign. when you rattle off the the names, yes. <laughs> you're gonna realize why I say air quotes, right? Uh, so the 1984 team uh, had Jordan, they had Patrick Ewing, they had Chris Mullins, Sam Perkins. Uh, here's how stacked that roster was: John Stockton and Charles Barkley were left off of it. Well, according to Shaq, Charles Barkley. Ain't shit, so. <laughs> I mean, I understand why he was totally left off. I love that beef that started. Oh, it is good. Favorite. Fuck. That is such a good beef. Fuck McGregor (laughs) Mayweather. I want to see Shaq Barkley. Holy shit. That that shit looks real. They are legit. Well, at least Shaq. Shaq is legit pissed. Yeah, he's fired up. The fact that he put out like a tweet of of, like. The picture? Yeah, here's, here's me. 
taking it to the bitch Barkley or something <laughs> like that. Oh, so good. <laughs> anyway, so the, the U.S. team, they took bronze in 1988, and that's when the United States was like, fuck that. We're never doing that again. NBA stars, go get them. And, uh, and then all the guys that we just mentioned then <laughs> were, were the right dream back team. In there. <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, it's estimated these shoes are going to go for well over a hundred thousand dollars. So, y'all motherfuckers better get your pennies together. Yeah, start start my, getting them in the this Kickstarter ain't gonna kick itself. Started. So it's not just because they're signed by Jordan or that they were game worn, but also because shortly after those Olympics is when Jordan signed with Nike, and the rest is history. So this is like the last time that he wore Converse ever, basically. For good reason. Was these was these shoes. Um, so a hundred thousand dollars, you could you could have them. So I I want to ask you, Scott. We talked about this before. Like, how much would you pay to go to a sporting event? Like, what's the most you would pay? What's the most you would pay for a piece of memorabilia? I don't know. I'm not one to really collect that type of stu- stuff. It's never Dude, really ten percent been... to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to get iced later. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, the, the whole memorabilia thing's never been a big deal to me. It's like if I get a, a ball signed, fine. If it's my ball, like I'm not going to go seek out something that was game worn or autographed by something. Like that's just not my thing. So yeah, I'm less likely to pay for that than I am a fucking seat. And we know that I was not a big yeah, fan of not, the seats. Like, you're not paying for seats. So uh, just the memorabilia, like it's cool. It's a cool thing. But I mean. I, I I don't understand the idea of owning this thing and then it just sits there like it's I feel like, like I would never wear this shoe that yeah, Michael Jordan wore or whatever. So it's like you pay a hundred thousand dollars. Put them on once, okay? Fine. Put them on once. But <laughs> you pay a hundred thousand dollars and then it's just like okay, I, you pay a hundred thousand dollars for the right to say that you have it sitting there. Like I feel know. like uh, the only people who who could who would do this are like either uh, super loaded. Right, like, to, like if I had to money to like, blow, oh, this is what, yeah. Or it's a business, like a Chicago restaurant buys it sure. to put on display. Right, in a restaurant. that I totally get. But some of these, man, some of these, just people, these like, regular everyday, Joes yeah, that are just out like here hunting I'm this fucking stuff doing down. It. Nah, oh, hard pass. <laughs> as much as I love Jordan, it's just like yeah, unless unless, talking, unless everybody else is raising the money for me, I'm not spending hundred thousand dollars in my own. <laughs> You're not you're not fronting the cash, but right. you'll spend it. You fucking spend I ain't whatever. Got no problem spending it. In eight years, <laughs> spend it like it's going out of style. Popping tags, bitches. Uh, and finally, there's been a lot of news recently in the craft beer world, and most of it not great, unfortunately. Uh, our we favorite, about this yet. our favorite fucking brewery. In the world. Yeah. AB InBev. Oh. Wamp wamp. Those, those Budweiser bitches. <laughs> uh, recently bought a craft beer favorite, Wicked, Wicked Weed. weed. Breed, b- Wicked Weed. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Wicked Weed's like, that. when they went down, everybody was like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Are you big, serious? Big deal to have a brewery of their stature fall to one of the, you know, big conglomerates. Yes. And just get sucked up in the whole, oh, <laughs> It's craft brewed, but it's owned by, you It's know. like, I mean, and, and this has happened to some breweries in the past. Like Goose Island was one that, right. that was like craft brewed and then was bought out by AB and Bev. Right. So Wicked Reed Brewing is no longer Wicked Reed Brewing mm. because they've been bought out. I mean, they are still, but they're, yes. they're not. And um, obviously this pissed off a lot of craft brewed fans. And there's other news that came out that could be even worse, though. AB and Bev has said that they will not sell... 
Hope Hops. Hop. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make sense. Hope. They're, they're not going to sell hope. No, they're definitely not going to sell hope because they're buying up everybody's favorite beer breweries and they're like, fuck your hope. <laughs> so we ain't. I was typing on my phone, guys. That's right. We ain't selling you hope, bitches. Y'all going to have to find that out some other way because it don't come from here. But they're not going to sell hops grown in South Africa to any brand that they don't own, citing a shortage of the hop yield. So how can they even do that? Well, uh, SAB Miller owns all of the hops fields in South Africa. So when AB InBev merged with SAB Miller, they became the owner of those farms. So it's basically so they're, they're, it, it's basically like McDonald's going and buying up all the burger places yeah. and then saying, "No, it's like McDonald's buying up all the farms that have the cows and they're like, yeah. "By the way, these cows are just for us now, so so none of you burger joints can good exist. luck and <laughs> with a big old middle finger. <laughs> so I like when I was reading into this, South African hops account for like one percent of the hop production in the world. So it's not like it's like there's no more hops. You can't have any that's more. That's still beers. a pretty big number for a small country, though. Like that's yeah. not. That's not nothing. It's not nothing. And the problem is, though, like certain recipes rely on certain flavors of these hops, and those can only be found in these South African varieties. So you can't just be like, it's not like something else where you're like, oh, I'm out of oil. Fuck it. I'll use butter. Like, this is like, (laughs) I need that flavor and that smell and that hop. And if you don't have it, you're like, this beer is fucked now. Right. I got to, it's not the same beer. It's a different beer at that point. So the fact that InBev is doing this is fucking brutal, man. Like, that is cutthroat. But that tells you... (laughs) Cold-blooded. So on one hand, I get it because, yes, it's... uh, it's their it's their product. They can do whatever they want with it. And if they want to hold it for their brands, then that's their right to do that. But on the other hand, craft beer must really be putting a dent in their bottom line. Because if you're scared to if you're scared to to sell these hops, like you're that's not good. Right. So the craft beer market must be growing and cutting into them. At well, least, but, at least. Somewhat. But the bottom line with this whole thing is, who suffers from all of this? Consumers. Like, yes, people yeah. like, it, that are brewing these beers are losing the money, but the people who consume these beers are the biggest losers because right. those beers either will cease to exist or will exist in a different fashion, which is not the same that you brought yeah. them to. So, no matter what, the people who consume the beer are the ones that are left like, oh. Fuck, like, I just right. want my favorite beer. I don't care about the politics and all the other yeah. back dealing that goes on, you know, to get to that process. Like, fuck this. Here's my question, though, for, and I'll ask you this, because I have my, my opinion on this, and craft beer fans across the country have been voicing their opinions after Wicked Weed sold out to InBev. Is, the, is it wrong of those guys to sell out? Like, we talked last week... To Andy at Brink, who said, "Man, I put my life savings into this place. I'm working a day job and then coming here and working at night. And he—that's like his dream—is to have a brewery that is awesome and people go to and support. If AB InBev comes to him and is like, "Hey, we're going to offer you more money than you've ever had in your life," who are we to be like, "You can't fucking sell out"? No, like, I don't blame I can't, the brewery. I can't fault them at all. I don't. I, I just I blame the the system of 
I don't know, capitalism, I guess? I mean, I, I, I blame the fact that InBev can go <laughs> go around and just throw their money around and get rid of the competition because, <laughs> like, I, I mean, that's what I blame. Like, that sucks. It's, it does suck. But, uh, I mean, at the same time, so if, uh, if people support local breweries or craft breweries because it's it's locally owned and operated, they like the fact that they're, like, supporting their local economy. And two, they like the beer. They feel like the beer is delicious and good and it's better than the bullshit like Bud Light, Miller Light, whatever that you get in the store. If the beer doesn't change, uh-huh. why why do you have to Well, stop? if the beer doesn't you know change, I mean? fine. But in this case, we're talking about the beer potentially changing. But, the, but it wouldn't change for Wicked Weed. So like right. everybody is hating on Wicked Weed, but Wicked Weed's like, no, nah, I'm good. I get those South African hops now. I'm a, I'm a brand you own. Right. Well, so in Wicked Weeds, yeah, in Wicked Weeds case, fine. But for the other breweries that depend on these hops, that's, that's all right. So that's a so it's like a trickle down. That's effect. a shady fucking move of them to be like, yeah, we're we're not selling this to anybody that we don't own. Like, I I get that. Not only that, they're fucking. So if you really take a step back and think about this, AB InBev owns the farms. Fuck you, Tyson. <laughs> I just now looked and he said, is that Akron's <laughs> education starting to get to you? Oh, fucking ass wife. I don't even know what that was in I reference I thought that to. was making fun of me because I'm from Northeast Ohio. No, I'm like, pretty sure he was making fun of me because he's an <laughs> he asshole. He doesn't even know where you're from. No, he knows I'm from Toledo. I think he was just trying to be a huge dick. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, so let's think about this scam that AB InBev has now set up. They own the farms. They will sell the hops to the brands that they own. So that those brands can make the beers and then make them money. So they make money on the hop sale and then make money on the beers being sold. Holy shit, that's actually fucking genius. Well, yeah, but it's shady <laughs> as it's, fuck. It's totally shady as fuck. <laughs> uh, it's Scrooge <laughs> McDuck type shit. <laughs> that's right. I went cartoon <laughs> I related it back to cartoons. <laughs> Somebody in InBev is swimming in gold coins. In their vault. <laughs> their personal vault. Assholes. <laughs> All right. So this has been Upper Deck, as always, brought to you by Audible.com and Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> oh, wow. Tyson did say that he actually meant Toledo, but I feel like he's just being a dick again because he knows damn well that I'm from Toledo. He he ain't he's confusing fucking shit. With you. Blake wants to know where's our uh, Mike Jones knockoff. We're safe, Blake. We are not. He's gonna show up if anytime this, now. If this dude shows up, and Mike's this, Mike is going to shit I his will, pants will, live will, on the air. Yes, it's gonna happen. The only thing that might pop into this video is like my wife might come down here and like bring the dog. That might be the only thing that pops up in the. We video do. We do have week. a Mitchell Trubisky update, though. Oh yeah, we do. Yes, Tyson says that uh, he looked outstanding. Not just good, outstanding in OTAs. Oh shit! So okay. in shorts. And a T, Mitchell Trubisky is fucking fantastic. There we go. Well, the unfortunate part of that is they don't play in shorts and tees. They don't? Yeah. But this is no. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe the flag football (laughs) league from last week. Uh, But there's no competition again because Mitch is going to be a killer in the quarterback. So, you know. Yeah, it's it's a big shit show. But hey, we look forward to our Mitchell Trubisky (laughs) update each week here on Craft Root Sports. Thank you, Tyson. Oh, shit. Uh, So I want to get this out of the way right off the jump here uh, because we tweeted out the the drunk line number tonight. We were very pumped because we were going to go live with the drunk line. 
But sometimes shit doesn't work out as well as it as we think it's going to. Technical fucking so difficulties. We InBev showed out. up and bought up <laughs> all of our fucking equipment, and our equipment was like, we can't work for you tonight. <laughs> so here we are, not being able to do what we had said. We tested this out, what, like three weeks ago? Yeah, it's been a while. So we tested this out three weeks ago. I text Scott in the middle of the day, and I was like, dude, call the drunk line right now. Are you working? And he was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and called it, and I, we did a test call. Everything came through perfect. I mean, it was the best. It, I was so pumped. I was excited. But as you know, we've since then recorded a couple episodes. We broke everything down, moved it somewhere else, brought it back here, set it all back up. And for some reason, when we tested it today, the caller's voices are not coming through on the recording so it's something that we have to figure out and we'll get straightened out but that means unfortunately we can't take live calls right now no live drone calls which sucks because i was super excited about that because we know you assholes were all geared up they were fired up man yes i received people were fired people were ready to go fired the fuck up my brother had a plan he was like dude what time do you go live what time are you going live? What time can I call in? And I was like, do you want me to fucking text you when it's ready? Uh, but not tonight, man. I'm sorry. But what this means is over the next week, I will figure this fucking and shit out. And for the out. big 5-0, we'll be ready to go. I'm going to make it. We I'm, hope. We're going to have it ready Maybe. to go. If InBev should be. Let's us. <laughs> if they sell us the hops, we're going to be. If they let us do our If they sell us the hope, we're going <laughs> to. Yeah. If they sell us hope, we're we're definitely in. I'm going to buy $5 worth of hope on Monday and hope that by Friday it's good to go. I'm so disappointed. Like, I, I, oh, it sucks really Mike bad. was pissed, y'all. Dude, I like, was I was kind of indifferent. Bad. I was like, eh, it sucks. But, I mean, people understand. Mike was about ready to throw shit. Dude, I'm, seemed like. I was fired up. Like, <laughs> I haven't been that mad in a long time. Oh, wait. Yeah, I was that mad last week when the dude tried to steal shit out of our bag. <laughs> I haven't been that mad in a week. In, in exactly in one seven week. days. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Should we get back to sports? Do you want to talk about... Let's talk about NBA. All right, let's talk about the NBA. we actually have something to talk about now. Yeah, so it's So a, a year special. in the making, all of the shit that's <laughs> happened till now meant absolutely nothing. A year? I feel like it's been longer than that. Well, yeah. Okay. It's been like since the beginning of the playoffs last year. It's like, this is going to be two and a half. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> since we can remember, here we are again. Cavs-Warriors, third matchup. Yes. Nothing that happened in the last six months of basketball meant anything. But here we nope. are. <laughs> basically, we basically are. a worthless regular season. A worthless playoffs. Worthless playoffs. And now we're into the the championship. The game, the the seven games that matter. And I don't think it's going to go seven. Man, I don't know what I I honestly don't know what to think about this series. This uh, the war or the the Cavs are the the wild card here. I mean, they came back from three one. They they're the most they're, they're the most likely to get swept. If you're going to pick either yes. team to get swept yes. in this series, they're the most like. But, I mean, 
you can't just pick against them, right? I mean, like, it's not that easy to just say, like, everything says that the Cavs are going to lose this series, but everything said that they weren't going to come back from 3-1, and they fucking did. That's and, a good point. And I really, like, I don't know who to pick in this series. Like, my heart says that the Warriors are going to win this, but my head is talking me out of... Like there's, it's it's just like it's not as cut and dry as I want it to be. Like I I don't have any affinity for either team. I have no yeah. dog in the fight. Like last year I was kind of pulling for Cleveland because you know wanted the whole Cleveland thing. This year I really, honest to God, don't care. Like they both come in. And this is the rubber match. <laughs> you know the third one. Right. Each one won. But I don't, so I'm not leaning one way or the other, another. But I can make arguments for each one and why I think they're going to win. And both, you said it was going to go seven. Both teams, when I make the argument for why they're going to win, I, I I can say both of them are going to win in six. Like that's yeah, the magic. That's the right. magic number is that Cavs are going to win in six or Warriors are going to win in six. Don't think it's going to go seven, and don't think it'll be any less than that. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think anybody's getting swept in this one. I, I think it. So here's here's where I'm at with it. Last year, all of the pressure. Well, I don't want to say all of the pressure. See, I, I'm just talking myself out of it now because at first I was like, all of the pressure was on LeBron. You're, go. you're right. Yeah. All of the pressure was on LeBron to bring one back to Cleveland. But was all but, the pressure there? Once once they went down 3-1, then there was no pressure. Exactly. There was no pressure on him. And on top of that, there was a lot of pressure on Golden State because they had won set the, the regular games. season. Yeah, they, right. they won 73, and everybody was like, it don't mean shit unless you win the chip. That's it. Right. And they, so I think they felt that pressure and choked. But that's what I keep coming back to for this finals is last year, Steph Curry wasn't Steph Curry in that finals. Well, because he got hurt. He got hurt in the playoffs. And so that yeah, kind of lingered. changed things. But then, then when they went up 3 1, it was like, well, gee, it doesn't even matter that he's hurt. Here right. they are still up 3 1. And we all expected that they were just going to find a way to win until it got to the seventh game where we're just like, we're like yeah, Cavs are probably going to win yeah, this because this of the, the way things had gone. Um, I, I just that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't know. I can talk myself into either team winning. Definitely has to be six games for either team, but yeah, I can't pick a winner. I, I mean, gun to my head, I want to say Warriors. But just like if you're saying that there was pressure on Cleveland coming into the series last year and then they fell down, like the pressure to me is on the Warriors this time because the pressure is a hundred percent on the Warriors. Added Kevin Durant and you added, you know, this the the biggest piece of yeah. either side. And even though you didn't set the record this year, like it's like okay, so you're coming in and have a loss, like the the monkey's off Cleveland's back. They got right, a series exactly. like LeBron doesn't have to worry about it. But then LeBron also still is trying to like build his legacy, and he still he still has the, chasing that ghost. Yeah, he still has the personal <laughs> pressure of trying to figure you know trying to keep this thing going. And so it's like I don't know what's stronger. Like I really don't. Like gun to my head, I say Warriors and six. But man, if, if you would you not be surprised me, either way. Like no matter no, what happens to this, you're going to be like. I can see that happening. Right. If you and if you and if you told me something like in those six games that the Cavs blew out the Warriors and the two wins that they had. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't even shock me. Like the Warriors, the Warriors blew out two and then they won two close ones, but in the two wins that the Cavs took home, they blew the doors off the the Warriors. It, it wouldn't make sense if you said it like 
oh, well, Warriors won 4-2, to two, so, you know, they won the series easily. But in those two losses, they got their asses kicked. Right. And where they happen, too, is again. So it's like if Cavs come out in game one and beat the shit out of the Warriors, but then at the end, the Warriors won in six games. Yeah. It, it, you know, everything's thrown off by timing and right. situations and everything. So it's like this series is so, ah, uh, like I, I really, I, I don't know who to pick. Like, I just don't. <sighs> I'm I'm the same way. I feel and it's like it's hard to win back to back, like too, when you throw that in. It's super the hard to like, win back to back. I mean, the Warriors found out that right. it's not easy to win back to back, even up three one. Right. So <laughs> if the Cavs were up three to one, I would still be sitting there like, you know, they got to win one more, right? Like, learned lesson learned about a team being down three one. Like never, never again will I just assume like this is in the bag for you know a team. It just because it's not right. Like there I, yeah. could be a way, and so and with these two teams who have that familiarity and have the recent history that they do, I wouldn't feel comfortable one way or another. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm with you, man. I don't know. I don't know who to pick in this one. Um, the good news is the series doesn't start till June first, so we've got another week to think about it. Uh, unfortunately, June first is Thursday. I know, but we've got another so... week to think about it. So whatever. We, I mean, that means we're going to come back on this show and be like, hey, here's who we think is going to win after game one. I mean, we spent the entire playoffs and said we knew exactly <laughs> what was going to happen and it happened. So do we really know what's going to happen after game one or are we just sitting here trying to fool ourselves? I mean, we can go ahead and make picks so we can say we officially did it prior to the series start, but does it really matter? I mean, it doesn't matter. We, I just all. sat here and said... <laughs> Cavs can blow out the Warriors in game one and still lose the First series, of all, vice versa. It doesn't matter what we do anyways. Cause oh, no, no, no. I, I mean. totally know what I'm doing. <laughs> and your hockey picks clearly demonstrated uh, that you me. just have fuck no you. idea how picking teams works in any sport, You're in any situation. You are so but anyway, before we get to man. that, I mean, do we want to make picks? Do we want to? Let's make picks. All right. Can well, I go? I'll go first. Fine. I'll go first. I'm going to take the Warriors in five. I'm going to take the Warriors in six. Man, we are going <laughs> to get some hate from that. Oh, we are. And it's fine. Like I, I'm just going to sit there and take it. Like I don't have any – anybody who wants to come at me with any – any argument for the Cavs winning, you could be like, man, the Cavs are going to sweep, and here's why. And I'd be like, yep, you're totally right. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to argue with you one way or another. Because, uh, you know, betting against LeBron's a fool's errand. Like, yeah, just that's is. the thing. Like, they, he's that X factor, man. Right. He's the uh, – All right, so <laughs> FS1 tweeted out today, Warriors are going to sweep the Cavs in the NBA Finals, says Jason McIntyre. Here's three we- three reasons why. And then he listed off his three reasons why. Uh, our friend, Cool J from uh, <laughs> Xavier, he said three reasons why one thing is true. Three, one. <laughs> Warriors blew a 3 1 lead. <laughs> yes, Jay is very clever when it comes to rebuttals. Uh, that's one of my favorite things I'd read all day long. Yeah, that was. I saw that tweet as well. Was very. <laughs> I just saw his J. tweet and I was like, "Oh shit, what's this all about?" Now? <laughs> <laughs> I had to give him a shout out for that one because that was goddamn good. So we're both going with the Warriors, so we can't really bet on that. But uh, probably a good thing for me since I lost the NHL bet. Say what you. 
You lost a bet against me? Before we get into the... No way. <laughs> son of a bitch. That's like the first time that's happened in the history of this show. <laughs> Before we get into that, uh, when we tweeted out, when you tweeted out the drunk line number today, uh, Drew, good friend of the show, uh, called and left this message. Hey, so since Scott didn't specify time zone in his tweet earlier, and it is 9.30 p.m. right now in Casablanca, I just wanted to call in and tell Sherm... <laughs> You are lousy at making picks in any sport. Cheers. <laughs> the most factual call we've ever had on this show. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate that, man. Fucking Thanks for all the facts. Okay. Can we talk about my picks in the in the NHL playoffs? Here? Yep, they sucked. All right, moving on. Hang on. So I know. I will here's, admit- here's where it comes. You're going to be like, I picked against. I had to pick the opposite so that I could try to get back in it. Blah, blah, blah. But you also legitimately thought like at, you, you got to the point where you had to take the opposite of me because you suck at making picks. No, I was one game down. Yeah, I was one game down. One, one series down. That's not. That's, wait, you wait, make wait, it wait, seem wait, like wait, I was I getting gotta, the on, shit on, kicked on, out. Of no, no, no. Hold on. But repeat what you were. I was one game. I was one series down. Right. So you were in a situation where you had to pick against me to catch back up. You, you're never in no, the situation. Here's the you thing. You never find yourself I in the to- situation <laughs> I find myself in, which is, gee, all I need my teams to do is, you know, continue to do what they're doing. You are always on the absence of end. So I don't want to hear it about, well, I was only one game. Yeah, sure. But you're always in the losing situation. I also, Bruh. I also, because I've gotten this reputation of being the biggest fucking jinx in the world. I because I know that there's a lot of Penguins fans, I I couldn't pick the Penguins. Oh. I was doing our listeners a favor oh. by picking the Senators. Oh. You suck. <laughs> I mean, yes. You Liz suck. and Jim and all of them are happy for your reverse jinx. Yes. But you also and it just, fucking worked. Whatever. You also just suck. Because I'm gonna <laughs> fill fill y'all in on some other shit. So this motherfucker on Sunday afternoon, when both series were 3-2, he texts me talking about, oh, well, both teams are just going to win this in six, and I lost, and that, uh, uh. and I'm like, no, 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 I know exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to reverse drink this shit and trying to get some money, and it didn't work for Patrick and the gang in uh, Nashville, but yeah. it sure as shit worked for getting it to a game seven and took two overtimes to make sure. Man. That the Senators didn't move on. What a good fucking game that was, though. Was fantastic. But my, I think my favorite part about that game was how many people were so upset that Boston-Cleveland was such an awful game <laughs> that you had people who would never, ever otherwise watch hockey in droves going yes. over to the hockey game because at the exact it moment so that, it, that Boston – or that it, yeah, that Boston-Cleveland was at its worst, Pittsburgh and Ottawa was at its best, you know, end of – End of regulation, going into overtime, and then going to another one. Like, yeah. And that, the funniest part is, so I was driving to work today, and I thought, I'm going to talk shit later about hockey and get all the hockey fans pissed off at me because we're going to talk about NBA, and then we're going to talk about hockey, and I'm going to be like, you know, for as much shit as we talk about the NBA being so predictable, and yeah, we knew that the Warriors and uh, Cavs were going to be there, I mean... Penguins are now in their second straight Stanley Cup yes. finals. So, I mean, aren't they just as predictable? And I know that the answer is not. It's yeah. not nearly the same. And I'm not, right. I'm joking. But I did find it kind of funny <laughs> that even though the, the one sport has the two teams that we've been calling for a year now would be right back in it, 
the other sport did, despite how things took to get there, end up with the same exact champion from the year before, also in the finals. But on the flip side, you had the lowest seeded team in the Predators making the finals, which yes. never happens in any of the other sports. So the lowest seed making the finals against the team defending their championship. Right. That's fucking crazy it's insane and just throughout every series was like good that's that's where the differences come in where it was like oh it was super predictable in the nba and all of the series pretty much leading up were trash it was not watchable all of them were garbage in the nhl every single one of the individual series had its own drama and they always do and to get there, Pittsburgh had to sweat it out. Yeah, and man. every series that it was not a cakewalk. They didn't sweep their way to the finals, and even the Predators, as well as they played, obviously they you know they earned it. There was no you know right. Nothing was just oh well we we lined up against these teams and everything just kind of worked out and we we only lost one game getting here. No, everything about the NHL playoffs is one billion times better than the NBA playoffs. And Dude, it was so just, good. And that's just the NHL against all the sports. I mean, their playoffs just kick every other playoffs' ass. Tyson points out that uh, Nashville was actually a very popular pick for the Stanley Cup in really? the preseason. Well, um, okay, and that that may be true because I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I thought. Like, but going into the playoffs, going into the playoffs, they weren't. They no, were not especially heavily, going up because they went up against Chicago in the first round, and right? The, yeah. And Chicago was the one seed, right? And, and matchup wise, they weren't yeah. predicted. But just overall, it's amazing that they got there just because of everything. Else. Right? Like, yes, it may it may be that overall, when you look at the big picture, it's not that shocking. But right. in general, it still is. It's definitely shocking. It's it's pretty crazy, and I feel like our show has a lot to do with why the Predators are, are in there. Sure. Between your reverse jinxing and my betting on black all the way from nothing, after the Chicago Nothing series. to do with that. I feel like you fucking up and calling him Patrick Subban and then... Has carried them all the way that to the finals. Is, that is the, the cosmic force that has taken the Nashville predator, Predators okay, to the now, Stanley Funny Cup. enough, so we'll, we'll, even though it doesn't matter because you already lost and we need to get that on record again, you lost again. And, and corporate me. will be picking a punishment for me. Right. The, uh, the idea that was floated around was me and a romper. romper. Um, While that may not happen because there's a Kickstarter going to get that up and rolling, we will get some compromising photos of you in something. So, Kyle, get on that. Please think your hardest for a good punishment for Mike. I don't know if I like this. Don't care if you like this. <laughs> but, and we're going to make our Stanley Cup picks just because it doesn't absolutely matter one way yeah, or another. No. Uh, I just want to see like your thoughts. And this is much like the NBA. Like, I have no idea who's going to win this series. Yeah. Like, had Ottawa win, won, I would have just picked... Subban. It would have been easy for me to pick the Predators. <laughs> I was picking Subban and riding that all the way through. And I was going to be a, a Canadian supporter through and through. I you was son of a throw bitch. in an A. Well, because if that was the well, case. Well, because, yeah, you would have in order to win. It. No, it would have just been to tie. Because oh, I would have still really? been down one. We would have split the the conference oh, finals. Oh, so even if I would you have still would have had one. the finals matchup, you still would have All had I to have could... gotten the Ottawa win in the finals just to just tie. to tie. Yes. Oh wow. Because so I yeah, was down. I didn't a realize series. that math. I was sitting there thinking yeah. that had they matched up. We would have gone into the finals, and it was whoever won that. Nope, won it was it, all. it was just to tie. Wow, God, you suck even more than I, I know, thought. I know, I know. It's not good, uh, not good at all. 
All right, so I'm just going to go ahead, and since I have nothing to lose, and since I, I bet against him once, and I've been riding the wave of momentum, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's hard to win back-to-back. Predators, Nashville, your champs. And I'm going to say it's going to take seven games, though. Yeah, I think this one's going 7-2. Uh, and I am going to go with Nashville as well. And here's why. Uh, according to my research... <laughs> Which is me Googling while you were talking. (laughs) (laughs) The last time that a team went back-to-back was 97-98, and that was the Red Wings. So the time before that was the Penguins, 91-92, that they went back-to-back Stanley Cup. Well, Tyson says that the Penguins will win. He's putting a stamp on that. Because the Predators don't have the center to depth and Ryan Johansson well, being had, injured. And he Johansson being injured, Johansson is, being injured yes. though, is a reason that they weren't going to finish out the series against Ottawa. So mm, I, this just seems like one of those team of destiny type things when you're looking at the Predators too. Like I usually don't subscribe to that whole thing, but they've got this whole magic run. And I like put a little stock in that, adding to the fact that it's All right, hard to win here's, back to I'm going to revise my pick. Here's, here's how I'm going to pick this one. If you name all of the black players tonight, I'm picking the Penguins. If you don't name all the black players tonight, I'm picking the Predators. Okay, so you're picking the Predators. <laughs> I, you're picking the Predators. All right, cool. So we're on the, the same boat. You're picking the Predators. The Predators have been unstoppable since you fucked up. This is amazing. They've yes. been... They've, uh, the. The icing every week is what's doing it for them. But I didn't get ice last week, and they pulled it out. So. Yeah, but you didn't know the the players. You That's would true. have gotten iced if legally we were allowed to ice you. It's true. <laughs> we, we legally were not allowed to ice you, so you know you want to you want to give it a shot right now. Yeah, sure. It's time for can Scott name the black players in the NHL? Nope. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, nope. no. All right, whenever you are ready, man, name those black players. <laughs> Since everybody else last week was like, oh, man, when he busts out uh, P.K. Subban, you know he's struggling. <laughs> I'm just going to start off with P.K. Subban. And that's all Scott has for this week. All right, we're done. <laughs> uh, then we're going to go Joshua Hosang, Devontae Smith-Pelly, uh, Darnell Nurse, uh, Jerome um, McGinley, J.T. Brown, uh Pierre-Edouard Bellemare. Oh, shit. Did I get it? Yes. Oh, snap. And that's probably all I got. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to get his name once. Come on. Oh, um. Uh, shit. Evander Kane. Yes. Um, did I say Joshua Hosang? You did say that, Hosang. Shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> Seth Jones? Yes. Um, Staying alive. Uh, who's the guy that everybody always wants you to name because... I know, and that's the one that. I can think of, but I'm always forgetting it, and I'm forgetting it. But uh, how about Johnny Oduya? Johnny Oduya, good, um, good call. The other one is uh, Joshua something. No. No. It's not. <laughs> oh, am I thinking of Joshua Hosang? Yes. You yeah. Are. Okay. All right. Well, then I didn't get anything wrong. I just you haven't got anything wrong. No, you're fine. You're um, fine. You're still alive. Fuck me. 
Uh, the one that... Oh, Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons. Yes. Thank you. Yes, you got Wayne I, Simmons. I did. I did. It popped in there. <laughs> like, who's everybody's heart put on me? Wayne Simmons. So you have... I mean, you How many do I have? There's <laughs> still a lot that I haven't still named. There's a lot that you haven't named. You've oh, named one, it, two, man. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You named... No, 11. You named 11. And there's nine more? No, one, two, three, four, five, six... Seven, eight more. Tyson says this segment should be named Black Ice. I agree. Black Ice. (laughs) Well, looks like you're picking the Predators. All right. Well, I'm going with the Predators because Scott cannot remember Trevor Daly, Kyle Ocposo, Ryan Reeves, Dustin. Did I say Johnny Oduya? You did say Johnny Oduya. Dustin Biflin, Anthony Duclair, Joel Ward, Andreas Martinson. Joel Ward. That's another one of the ones I know. Chris Stewart. So what that means is, since Scott was not able to name all the black players in the NHL, it A is tradition like no other. For Scott. <laughs> it's time for Scott to get iced. Uh, I like that you left the headphones on this time so that you can hear me talking shit to you. Well, you- <laughs> it also looks really weird on the video because you're like facing away from the camera. It's kind of creepy. Uh, and another ice in the books. Uh, <laughs> I did not miss that last week. <laughs> the groan after you do it is hilarious where you're just like, ugh, fucking. It's the absolute <laughs> worst part of the week is that moment that I finished that. <laughs> Heavy ass shit. Uh, Tyson corrected me. Bufflin, my mad man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mike's like, I'm not worried about pronouncing I'm right. <laughs> Dustin, who gives a fuck? I get to <laughs> Dustin, Dustin, who gives a shit? I get to watch Scott get ice. I don't give a shit. Um, Matthew Daniel said, I made the statement recently that LBJ is the best player on the planet to my wife. She disagreed politely. We headed to bed in polite, sweet disagreement. I made my move that evening, and three pumps and a fart later. (laughs) My my wife says, are you all finished? (laughs) Yes, I said, just like LeBron's chances to be the (laughs) Matthew Daniels is one of the best when it comes to shit like that. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Also very factual. <laughs> wow. Three pumps and a fart. <laughs> oh, Three pumps and a fart. Fantastic. Oh, Matthew, you are my new favorite commenter on the show. Holy shit, that was amazing, man. Uh, Matt had some of those great comments back in the day when we just did... Uh, the comments and the the questions and the ask us anything. Oh yeah, and Matt was the one who always brought the heat in those uh, sections. Should so. we do an ask us anything next week for number fifty? Maybe I don't know. It depends on if we get the drunk line together next week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if we can get our shit together, then the answer would be no, because that'll take up what time we would use for that. But. Since we don't know ahead of time if we're going to fuck up. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll preemptively do an ask us anything. (laughs) So, guys, get ready to ask us anything. Oh, man. That's scary. That's so funny. Uh, You know what else we're going to talk about, though? Let's talk about (laughs) this was a week of 
fans getting overzealous when it comes to talking yes. shit to athletes. So earlier in the week, at the when the Cavs lost their only game in the playoffs <laughs> against Boston, which was clearly a huge aberration and whatever. LeBron might have been sick. Who knows? Whatever. They took the night off. <laughs> Fuck ever. They didn't give a sh- They wanted to get that loss out of the way before they got it. Yeah, playoffs. right. You know, just like the <laughs> NCAA in March. Like, yeah, you better get to that loss before you get, get this the, out the conversation. Before March Madness. Uh, <laughs> so after the game, a fan was talking shit to LeBron, you know, saying – Whatever he was saying to him, LeBron fired back. What have you ever done? Fan proceeded to ramble off his stats from his community college basketball days or whatever shitty college he went to. Whatever. Not important. I was the MVP of <laughs> right, right. the Intramural League. Um, <laughs> right. Rattle off all stats. Fast forward to what? I won the sixth man award yeah. in my co-ed rec league. I was that dude. <laughs> Uh, fast forward to what Wednesday night when here in Cincinnati Joey Votto yeah. had an interaction with a fan who said, you know, this was on video. Uh, told Joey, I remember when you were good. <laughs> Joey fired back and said, I remember when you were skinny. <laughs> Very excellent retort. Although that wasn't even the best part to me. The best part to me oh, was when he went on and said, see, the, the, the guy that was talking shit was off camera. The guy that was recording, Joey says, this guy's recording. I can't go any further with what I want to say because I've got more to lose than you, which to me is see, the best part. That, of that was dig. the dig that got me. So the fat joke was like fat jokes, whatever. All like, right. Fat jokes are easy. He made a fat joke. Right. Man. I've been making fat jokes since. But 1990 one, with my brother. What do you even come back with? If somebody says you got that absolutely to you? fucking nothing. Nothing. I got everything to lose. You got Mu- nothing to well, lose. Much Ooh, like the yes, dude with LeBron. True. What have you ever done? <laughs> kind of shut you down, right? <laughs> so Mike and I, I, I had asked him. I was like, how much? How far are fans allowed to go? Like, if you're a fan and you pay for a ticket, or you know, you're on social media, whatever. We we're all in that boat at some point or another. Like, how far do you really feel you can go? Okay, and thinking about it more after I asked you, I realized. Well, I guess I thought I could go as far as making a joke to Jerry Rice that got me <laughs> blocked. <laughs> so I thought I had the right to make a quirky joke about him being the king of fried was, chicken. There was no ill intent behind right. that. No, one. it was so just tongue was in the... cheek and being silly. But I would never think to be sitting in the seats that this guy was at the Reds game and talk shit to one of the players. And I've been critical of Joey Votto for years, only because as good as he's been, he's always been just a weirdo. He's aloof and he's just a different guy. Yeah. And so he's had all these type of interactions that are just off. And, you know, so when he struggles, it, it's highlighted it more. And I've always right. thought if he'd just been more normal over the course of his career, he kind of could have curbed that. Yeah. But never at his, you know, at even his absolute worst. And for him, his absolute worst has still been most guys' absolute best. Surely a guy sitting in the stands' absolute best. Never would think to be sitting there and be like, hey, Joey, you fucking suck. Or, hey, Joey. Right. You really should do better. Like I remember, when, you know, you were hitting three fifty, and that was the norm. Like now, you're only hitting three thirty two. You right, you're like awful. you you suck. And that was the other thing. So, it was really 
both of these fans are talking shit to these guys who are currently performing well. Like, yes, right. LeBron had that off night the night the guy that was talking shit, but overall, this entire year and this entire series against Boston, he's been dominant. Like, I don't understand why I fans feel- think buying a ticket or, you know, having a social media account gives you the license to just say whatever the fuck you want. I feel like fans get into this mindset where, and, and the fact that you brought up Joey Votto is performing well. LeBron is like performing <laughs> Hold on well. one, one second. Yes. My buddy Daniel just chimed in and said, LBJ can't trim MJ's nutsack hair. That's all. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> but he hit us with a piece of OG. <laughs> I hope that was all he like, tuned in for for the show and then just like dipped. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he recently tuned in, so that might have been most of all. Things, so. Anyway, go ahead. With Anyways, so I think I think there's an element to this where Joey Votto. So Joey Votto is clearly the best player on the Reds team. Like there is, there's Without nobody even close to, to. And same thing with LeBron on the Cavs. There's nobody close to LeBron's level on the Cavs team. And I feel like fans get this in their head where they're helping their team out by getting in the head of the best player on the other team. So they're going to say whatever the fuck they want, and I can, I'm going to get in his head and fuck him up. And like, he's going to perform better. Yeah. Like, uh, Joey Votto, when, when that fan was talking shit, I guess he stared down the fan throughout the whole at-bat. Like, he would turn around and look at that fan and then hit a double or something like that. Like, it, they think they're fucking with these guys' heads, but fans don't realize they're professional athletes really doesn't get to him unless it's Matt Harvey and you yell out his ex-wife's name or his ex-girlfriend's name. (laughs) Adriana! (laughs) We didn't have any Mets news this week. That breaks the streak. That's kind of disappointing. The Mets suck, though, in case you were wondering. If Mets Maniac would email us back, we'd fucking... We'd have right. some shit they on. continue to blow, but anyway, you were saying? Anyway, so I feel like that's where the fans are coming from in this, is like, I can get in the head of this athlete, and I can I can make a difference on this game by talking shit to him, and it's going to throw him off, even though it really doesn't. Like, these guys are professionals. They're like, you're a fucking joke. Stop talking to me. Right, but in the same breath, and this is mis- just me playing devil's advocate, because again, I don't think that fans, you know... I, Here's what I'll say. Fans have the right to say whatever they want. The athletes also have the right to say whatever they want back. And if they yeah. talk shit to you and call you out and embarrass you, guess what? Well, that's, yeah. That's, you got what you deserve. That's where I'm that at with happened. it. I don't like, think there should be a double standard of like, well, he's the athlete. He shouldn't respond. No, fuck that, man. You want to talk to these guys? Right. They can talk back. And well, they can and say I, whatever they want. And, and part of me, I was going to say playing devil's advocate, is saying like, well, maybe the athlete should. I don't actually believe that. But I mean, I do get like, and when I was thinking about this whole thing, I thought in this situation where we rewind and go back to the Adam Jones thing, it's like Adam Jones had mentioned, yeah, he hears all these different types of things yeah. said at him and right. you know, whatever done. And then as soon as somebody crossed the line... That's when it's like, hold up, gonna right. say anything. Like obviously in LeBron and Joey's situation, there wasn't anything there was no racial component. There wasn't anything right. that was like vulgar said on him. It was just a fan I think both situations 
I, I honestly think the fan thought they were trying to be funny too. Like, yeah, there's a yeah, certain yeah. sense of, oh, well, I'm gonna zing them. It's not, yeah. it's not, oh, I'm super vicious in this moment. It's, oh, I think I'm gonna be funny. And like, yeah, it's I'm totally that. I've been, to I've rise. been that fan. Like when I was yelling at Manny Ramirez after he had just gotten off of suspension for female hormones or whatever, and I said, "Nice tits, Manny." Like I thought I was being funny and and. Cracking a joke at fucking guy. Of course I was. Can't that, pick games. Of course Angel I was that, that guy. Yeah, That's the same game I made the me and Brendan made the twelve year old girl cry and the guy from Hamilton. It all goes to back to us. that fucking. It's game. all it's all Jesus. that game, man. That's the. the but that's I one hundred percent was that dude where I was like, this is gonna be hilarious. People around me are gonna, are gonna laugh. love me. <laughs> and people around me were like, I'm gonna fight you. Uh, <laughs> wait over the manny comment. Yeah, well, it's because I made the little girl cry. No, I know, but I mean, none of them were like, no, you can't say that about no. Manny. <laughs> I think people around us were like, these fucking drunk assholes. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah, up. Because that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's generally my response. Like, I laughed at the Joey thing because I thought it was great, his response. Like, what the fans said, oh, man, I remember when you were good. It's like, really, do you? Good. Congratulations. Because, I mean... You know, especially with baseball, day to day, guys being good or even month to month, like it's tough and it doesn't always happen. I mean, Votto, great example of this, started off the season kind of slow and then within the last month has gone on this Votto and tear where, you know, <laughs> where he, it's like he oh, realized he was Joey Votto. Well, yeah. And I mean, it's like you can't get the dude out. Like, I yeah. mean, talking shit to baseball players, I think, is like the dumbest thing of all like the shit talking because no matter how long it's like the season is so long and there's so many different variations of things that players do it's like you really couldn't talk shit to a baseball player until the absolute last at bat of the season was over and then right. you look at their numbers and you're like oh man you kind of sucked this year so that this fan in particular the the incident that they were talking about was um it, uh, Votto was on second. Yeah, I, I, there was particulars about it was him a, not running something out or something It was like a line drive to right stupid. field, yeah. and Votto thought it was getting down and ran to third, and the right fielder made a diving catch, and Votto stood there and watched them double him up. Right. He wasn't getting back to second base. And it is well known that Joey Votto is not a good base runner. And like, even if he had of that guy making that comment, it's like, dude, would... Would you have done anything differently? Or, like, if you were Joey Votto, like... Hey, First of all, that dude wouldn't have been on second base. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that's what it really boils down to. It's like, dude, like, why say anything about that? It's, I mean, it's yeah. like, does anybody come to your job? And I realize it's two different things, but it's like, nobody comes to your job and says, oh, man, I would have done that better. Right. Like, imagine somebody walking into your you job gonna, and sort of like... You're going to do a V-lookup like that? Are you I, kidding me? I, I can't believe you fucked that up. <laughs> I, sh- I wouldn't have done that. You checked the wrong row in your range, son. You're right. terrible. That you, pivot table is fucked up. You put too many pickles on that burger, bro. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Everybody knows the standards is two. <laughs> you put three? Wow. I would have never done that. That's pretty fucking embarrassing. Like, come on, man. Oh, shit. Get your life together where you like get to a point where you're sitting there talking to shit about athletes, about the particular details that you could never perform too. Yeah. I mean, I, it, when athlete to athletes are talking shit, fine, whatever all day. Yeah. I'm all for the shit talking, but, but man, fans talking shit and, and but to the fans point- talking shit 
once it gets like specific, shouting out, "Ah, you're a bum," or "Ah, you suck," whatever. Yeah, I mean that's that's generic. Yeah, it's, exactly. Nobody cares. But if you're sitting there like, "Oh man, you know when you were doubled up because you ran all that," and like getting down to the intricacies of you know the fundamentals of baseball, right. it's like, dude, are you fucking serious? Right. Go coach your kids a little league team. Right. And shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you're not in the you're, you're sitting in the stands for a reason. Here's the here's the thing though, and this goes back to the point you brought up. So I I'm fine with fans talking shit. You want to talk shit? You think you're helping your team? You think you're getting in somebody's head? Fine, be that guy. I don't care. I you like just I said better I be was ready. that guy. There shouldn't be the double standard that athletes have to oh, hold yeah. back. Athletes should be able to go right back at you. They're still fucking people. And Joey Votto has a history of fucking with fans right like he's he was the dude that in philadelphia caught like a a foul ball he caught a pop fly oh yeah and like we went to throw it show. to the the fans and was like it. Mm, and yeah. then just like walked in with it <laughs> and yes. then pumped his fist like fucking got him <laughs> like he's so he's a weird guy to pick on anyways but don't be like that's where I have a problem is when we're like, no, these athletes need to be role models. I, I mean, yeah, no, no I mean, I, I if somebody's going to tell you you're bad at your job, you can tell them to fuck off. It and basically boils down to if you dish it out, expect them to yeah. get it right back. And there's no, I got no problem with it one way or another. Yeah, like if you're a fan, you want to pop off, great. But if the <laughs> athlete pops off, then you can't cry foul. Or right. you know, if it goes viral because you got shown up. Well, that's what happened. Right. Rich. Deal with it. I guess you should have kept your mouth shut. I'm that disappointed day. that that Joey made the fat joke. The fat joke was kind of weak. I mean, there's a million other things that you could have gone to. I, I understand though in that the moment ending, that it's easy. It's cool. quick. Yeah. It, it's quick. It's easy. Like, I and rem- maybe maybe the dude did used to be skinny though. I mean, maybe it was factual. I mean, it might have been, but Joey doesn't know this dude. I remember when you were thin. No, you don't. You don't know me. <laughs> also, <laughs> dude, could have come back and be like, "Yeah, I know. I recently got diagnosed with diabetes, and I got a problem where I can't keep my weight down." Thanks, Joey. Like <laughs> that's what he was like. Oh shit, dude! <laughs> he went with the old. He went with the old. Or somebody's like, "Your mom and my mama died." Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm sorry. Right. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's that's where you gotta be careful. That's what it's like. I remember when you said, "Yeah, well, I got a problem with my you know cholesterol now," yeah, and I'm said, like, "I got three months to live because." You know, <laughs> I remember your thing. Yeah, they said they're going to take my foot. Thanks. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm sorry. I didn't realize the real life problems. I'm going to go hit this ball, though. Real hard that's when you, you get into the athlete's head. That would do it. That would. And then, like, worst case scenario, you're going to get, like, a signed ball out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get real fat and start talking shit. <laughs> life goals. <laughs> Oh, I like man. that you just pulled out both headphones there. <laughs> I fucked everything up. <laughs> Jesus. I don't have you been doing time? I don't even nah, know. Nah, man. I think we should consume it or can it though. <laughs> it's about time for that. I can tell you that. All right. Let's consume it or can it. Uh consume it or can it. Brought to you by Joey Votto and fat people everywhere. <laughs> Brought to you by type two diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> well shit. <laughs> So ridiculous, Scott. We got a Beta's Bourbon Street Imperial Stout, ten percent aged, one hundred percent in bourbon <sighs> barrels. You gonna consume. consume this? Yeah. 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 Wow. 
<laughs> you got a little sensual <laughs> with it there. Yeah, yeah, you're going to consume it. You gonna, you do dirty stuff to that you beer consume later. Consume the no, shit. Oh, yeah, out, right, you? yeah, you gotta touch that beer later when you're <laughs> off the mic. No, this bourbon barrel beers we've we've talked about it a billion times. Can't go wrong. Yep. This is one of the better ones that we've had though. Um, never got too bourbony. Never yeah. got too boozy. Stayed smooth. Um, never felt harsh. Very um, stout finish. Like yeah, when you the the aftertaste is a, a stout, which your lovely wife, who tasted it before we did at the beginning of the show, said that it had, and that was my first thought was, yeah, it does. It tastes like a stout on the yeah. on the finish, and it, it holds up all the way through. Like we just had this bomber, perfect ABV, perfect amount of buzz. Yep, all the way consumed. Yep, consuming the shit out of this one. If you see this, pick it up. Um, I like that. So I, I mean, I mentioned that there's not like an overly boozy flavor to it, but there is a boozy flavor, like a little bit of a boozy aftertaste, well, just I, a touch. Well, I will say though, if you're going into a bourbon barrel aged beer, you expect that to yes. a certain degree. Like, yes. If, you if you're going that. in, well, yeah, but I mean, if you're going in any bourbon barrel aged flavored thing you can't not expect that there would be a, a, a type of in fact that's why a few weeks ago when we did the uh, bourbon barrel uh, cream ale we were shocked that there yeah. wasn't any type of flavor there at all it was like all you got was right. the taste of the it cream was, ale yeah. and it, was it like didn't vanilla. taste yeah, it didn't taste like it was aged in bourbon that was like the chipacabra of bourbon barrel aged <laughs> shit <laughs> So it was like, oh, that was the one-off. But everything else that we've ever had, and any time I've ever had anything bourbon barrel age, you expect there to be a certain boozy flavor because that's where the bourbon comes in. And, yes. But this, unlike some of the other ones, isn't nearly as heavy, and it doesn't it doesn't linger nearly as much. No, like, that's what I it like. About finish, it. it finishes clean, but it's just just enough of that bourbon aftertaste, and man. Good beer. Matthew uh, Daniels did say that Manny had some nice titties, though. He did. <laughs> I don't even remember Manny's titties. Like I, I mean, I remember when he got the busted for the hormone yeah. drugs and everything, but I don't remember Manny having nice. They beach were tits. great. They were really nice, and I just remember Manny being Manny and dreads. And <laughs> him doing weird shit. Like, I, I don't remember his titties. You weren't looking hard enough. This has been consuming, hey, it? Brought to you by Manny Ramirez. I remember titties. this, by the way. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary? Not for me and you, but today, 24 years ago today, our friend Jose Canseco allowed a ball to bounce off of his head and go over the wall for a home run. Shout out to ESPN for sending me that text earlier this morning. I looked at my phone and I was like, wow, that's like a huge troll job that they just sent out like 24 years ago today. Jose Canseco let Holy a ball bounce shit. off of his head for a home run. So happy anniversary uh-huh, to hey. one of Jose Canseco's <laughs> many foibles. <laughs> oh, shit. By the way, Ken Fong uh, commented on the Facebook page and said, LBJ, boo, Jordan, goat, baby. Uh, it's a man after your own heart right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part was there's been a lot of talk this week because the games have sucked. Because all been LeBron. Yeah. yeah, it's all been LeBron MJ. And for me, <laughs> we posted it on the the 
the page and it got so many responses. Holy shit. So was... many responses about the, the, the comparison. And <gasps> that I don't was like have our any... first viral post. It was. And the funniest part is I don't have any problem with LeBron at all. I actually like LeBron. It is not like this is the anti Kobe for me. Yeah. Kobe. I, I never wanted any of the comparisons. I hated Kobe. I don't, I hate, any type of comparison for Jordan and Kobe. And I know they're similar players, but I could not have been happier that Kobe finished with five rings. <laughs> but LeBron, like, I don't hate LeBron. I enjoy LeBron. I like watching him play. I like everything about him. And so, for me, it is, he's not going to be Jordan. He's just not. They're, they're no. two different types of players, and they're two different styles. And LeBron has just failed in certain places. Like, he's also succeeded in places that Jordan had. I can't. I can't sit here and pretend. Got the point like, record. Yeah, the I mean, I can't sit record. here and pretend like jo- or LeBron hasn't done things that Jordan has. But it's just this overall thing that he's just not going to pass him in my eyes, and that's fine. If LeBron for you is better than Jordan, that's fine. Like I, it's one of those things where I just really I'm not going to argue it. Like you're not going to convince me. That LeBron is better than Jordan, and I'm not going to convince you that Jer- Jordan is better than LeBron. So as we'll just as, be like at this mutual, like, all right, well, agree to disagree and move on. As like, long as you're not like seeing LeBron put up numbers and then being like, this is fake news. This right. Is- yeah. <laughs> I, I, that, like, that's what it boils down to is like, I want everybody to know that I, I am not sitting there this is fake completely news. dismissing everything LeBron they does. They altered this but video. There, but there are Jordan fans like that. Like, they're Jordan fans who completely dismiss it. And I know, like, and it was kind of an inside joke to just, when Boyle and some of the other people were responding, I was just responding with the rings thing. Yes, like, yeah. Because that's really the only argument. And, yeah. and it's a stupid argument because everybody, you know, Bill Russell and even Robert Horry has more rings that than That was Jordan. my favorite with the Bill Russell with, the, with all of his rings. He's smiling, right. too. That was the best. <laughs> right. And so I know that it's not, it's not that simple. It's more intricate, but... It's just it's just one of those things. Like there's a nostalgic factor, and there's just a there's I just think a that's when you, what it is more no, than anything is the nostalgia. I understand factor. that, but it is just a when you watch it. Like when I watch LeBron, as much as I am wowed by what he does, there's just this thing about watching Jordan. It just you know, I mean, maybe if I grew up now, I would have that for LeBron. But it's just even when I throw on highlights of Jordan now, I just watch it's like holy shit. Well, that's the thing. Like, you've got a, a generation of fans who didn't get to see Jordan, or they saw Jordan with the Wizards. You know, like they yeah. saw that Jordan. No, I totally don't, get. They don't. I totally get having never seen Jordan and growing up only with LeBron. I get not understanding that because when I watch Jordan, I don't understand like Dr. J and right. you know Larry Bird and right. Magic just right. slightly before. That's Jordan, the weirdest like, part is, I, and I think that's where most people have such a hard time wrapping their heads around it because Jordan and LeBron aren't separated by that much. Like baseball fans, we've got Babe Ruth on this pedestal and we're like, well, you can't compare the eras. Right. Like Jordan and LeBron, it's it's different eras, but they're like... They're not that far away. It's like Gen X, Gen Y. Like, you know, like but, they're that but much close. Li- but much like with the... The Babe Ruth thing, like, I think everybody at this point realizes that, yeah, Babe Ruth has this, like, he's on this pedestal, but the players today are, you know, if if Babe Ruth played today, whereas yeah. if you inserted 
Jordan into today's NBA, like he would still be that great and maybe even greater. Like his numbers might even look even better. That's That's where the comparison kind of like crumbles a little bit for me and it falls apart is that like the Babe Ruth of basketball still has relevancy because it's so close. That's true. But I, I think, I mean, looking at that argument, if you put LeBron in Jordan's time, I think he holds up too. I, and I don't deny that. I don't think that. Uh, I just think I'm that, not trying to change your mind. Don't. No, no, no. I'm, not, I, trying I, to, I, I I'm not trying to be like, fuck you. Oh, you no. need to understand. And I know you're not. And I know that like most Cause people. Because I don't give a fuck. Right. And I know most. <laughs> that's like what I want people to understand is that like I don't have a vendetta. Like the, this is not for me what it boils down to. This is not Kobe versus Jordan. Kobe versus Jordan. I will like vehemently like <laughs> sit there and pound my fist on the table. Well, that's because. Like Brown LeBron. I'm just like. That's right, because if you want to believe it, fine. You Jordan can have it. and LeBron never raped anybody. Uh, but Kobe. All right, this has been Craft Food Sports. <laughs> you can follow me at Scotty K underscore Junior. You can follow the show at, at Craft B Sports. You can follow Mike at Mike Burlon. <laughs> this has been Craft Food Sports. This has been fan fantastic. And no, Jordan and LeBron have never raped anybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. We out. <laughs>